Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good evening. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, we start first of all with the North Vancouver high rise that is the center of a crime scene this week. Weekend, a well-known gangster found murdered in an apartment there. Our Nadia Stewart is following this story for us tonight. Nadia, let's start with exactly where this happened first of all. Yes, Anya, police are still here on Fern Street after a relative of 30-year-old Govinda Graywall found his body inside one of the units here, believed to be, we're told, on the 23rd floor. And the whole incident happening just days before Christmas has residents here feeling pretty unsettled. For residents in this North Vancouver building, it is an unfamiliar sight. Police in their lobby, their condo tower, the scene of an investigation. It's pretty disturbing. I feel pretty unnerved. I have a a baby boy and to have something like that occurring in our building is really, really disturbing. It's not the kind of thing you would expect in North Vancouver and this kind of community. Just before 8 o'clock Friday night, North Vancouver RCMP were called to this Fern Street building. Following reports, a man had been found dead. Turns out it was someone police knew well. I can confirm that 30-year-old Gavinder Grewal of North Vancouver was a victim of homicide. Mr. Grewal was known to police and affiliated to gangs. We believe that Mr. Grewal's murder was targeted and associated to other gang violence in the Lower Mainland. Grewal was facing some serious charges. Manslaughter for the 2010 death of Mandy Johnson, attempted murder for allegedly trying to kill her boyfriend. In 2015, Abbotsford police took the extraordinary step of warning the public about Grewal and two other men, believed to be involved in the town Line Hill conflict. He'd also been convicted of extortion and drug possession. I had now working with the Combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit and local police, including VPD, investigating Grewal's gang connections. We know with gang affiliations, they're always fluid, they're always changing. So we are going to be reaching out to our partners, again, with CFSU and other gang enforcement units um, to really nail down exactly who he was affiliated with. It's still not clear exactly how long Grewal had been staying here. Units in this building are both owned and rented, and those who call this place home are anxious for calm to return. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, very sad. Now, there's quite a bit of activity actually happening just within the last few moments. Uh, the body of Mr. Graywall was just taken out from inside this building. Police are appealing to the public for any information. And one last uh, bit of information here, Sonia. Uh, we were asking police today whether or not there was any connection between this incident and what happened in Maple Ridge. Police at this point telling us no connections. Back to you. All right. Thank you very much for the update, Nadia. In other news tonight, a potentially dangerous situation on Vancouver's west side this morning where heavily armed officers had to be called in. Members of the emergency response team surrounding a home on West 22nd Avenue near Dunbar. Police spending some time negotiating with a man who had allegedly threatened two people with a weapon. The incident did end peacefully sometime before 11. No one was hurt. The man involved taken into custody. 
In the city's west end, a fire forcing everyone to be evacuated in an apartment building on Pendrel and Bidwell. The fire was on the sixth floor. Luckily, no one was home. Crews were able to put it out quickly. No word yet on how it started. Two innocent bystanders caught up in a fiery accident on the Barad Street Bridge earlier this week have now been identified. The crash on Tuesday causing the instant death of the driver of an Audi 8, which collided head-on with a taxi. The driver of that yellow cab now being named on social media as Larry Claypool. Bartender Christian Zelichowski was a passenger, also seriously hurt and recovering in hospital. Friends and family have now started a GoFundMe campaign. They've been able to raise thousands of dollars to help them. A Maple Ridge couple who were made homeless on Thanksgiving are now smiling again thanks to some good news. They'd ran into trouble with a rent-to-own scheme, but in a turnaround of events, they're now getting their home back just in time for Christmas. Julia Foy reports in this Global News exclusive. Push the handle. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. For the first time in over two months, Brenda and Gord Gartley are back in their Maple Ridge home. Had lots of family gatherings there, here. Planned to have more. We first met the Gartleys in October after being evicted on Thanksgiving Day, which left them homeless. This was their retirement home, (laughs) and it's gone. The couple had run into financial problems, so they turned to realtor Kevin Bratch, who offered them a rent-to-own agreement. The Gartleys believed it would allow them to buy back their home, but instead, Bratch said the deal was dead and they were being kicked out. They were the ones to decide what they wanted to do. My conscience is completely clear. I was ready to run away and just say, I can't do this. Mentally, physically, I can't do it. But neighbours in this close-knit community refused to give up. They set up a GoFundMe page to raise funds for a lawyer to fight to get the Gartley's house back. It worked. (laughs) We won. We uh, stood up for people that were taken completely advantage of and uh, we went through a battle and we won. It's a good day. It's a very good day. It's a good feeling. It's like a Christmas miracle. If you didn't have the love and support of these neighbours, do you think you'd be no. back here no. too? No, no, we wouldn't have lasted a couple of weeks, I don't think. We would have I, We would have left and not come back. Lawyer Duncan Magnus settled the Gartley's case. He has a warning for others who may be considering rent-to-own agreements. I definitely think there needs to be more oversight. I think the rent-to-own agreement can be something that can work in some circumstances, but there needs to be proper monitoring to make sure that people are not taken advantage of. Since Global began airing the Gartley's story, the Real Estate Council of BC has suspended Kevin Bratch's realtor license while they conduct an investigation. To determine whether he was targeting vulnerable people and whether he was engaged in predatory schemes to profit from their financial distress. As for Brenda and Gord, their emotional journey has led them back home, just in time for the holidays. Thank you all. Thank you all very, very, very much. It's a beautiful Christmas present. Julia Foy, Global News. All right, good news for them. Now, if you've been keeping an eye on the weather and you are hoping for a white Christmas, uh, that may well happen. Let's bring in our Yvonne Schall, who's tracking what is going on. Uh, Yvonne, uh, Yvonne even, when and where are we expecting to see some snowfall? Yeah, it's the likelihood of a white Christmas has definitely increased. Models are suggesting that we are going to see moisture pushing in with that cool Arctic air. Um, the likelihood of the snow will be across the south coast. Interior sections, it looks like it will remain dry. Now, as the system starts to push in, the timing of for, for tomorrow we could see it as early 
as the morning hours. That'll be along the island. Northern and western sections do have a snowfall warning. When I come back, we'll have more on the amounts. But as it starts to push its way across Metro Vancouver, we will see the potential for anywhere between up to two and four centimeters of snowfall. The bulk of the moisture will fall for the overnight. That's Christmas Eve leading in towards our Christmas Day. So more on that and the snowfall warning for the northern and western sections of the island coming up shortly. Brilliant. Okay, the kid in me. So excited about that. Thank you. Uh, It has been another busy travel day this holiday weekend. Traffic steady but smooth on BC ferries to and from Vancouver Island all day today. Uh, Travellers, of course, heading to their Christmas destinations. Passengers were pretty happy as well about the decent weather they've had on their journey ahead of uh, what Yvonne was talking about and tomorrow's predicted snowfall. So far, so good. We uh, were going to get on the earlier ferry, but it was booked, so we came on this one. Awesome. I uh, came over here to get my, my daughter. She moved today, and I'm taking her home for the holidays. Any advice for people traveling this weekend? Um, just take it in stride. Uh, it's that time of year. Yeah, but the story was a little different for some drivers on the North Shore. There was a multi-vehicle crash mid-span on the Ironworkers Memorial Bridge this afternoon. As you can imagine, there was traffic mayhem. No word on what caused the collision or if anybody was hurt. ICBC say that on average, 340 people are hurt in crashes during the holidays. So be careful out there. A warning today for users of Netflix. They have put an alert on their website after some Canadian users reported receiving suspicious texts and emails asking for their login details. The scam then telling customers that their accounts has been suspended because of a payment issue. They then provide a link to a fake site from where their credit card information is stolen. Netflix is saying that if you get a phishing text or email like this, do not click on it. Instead, report it to them via the help section on the website. There was a strong sense of Christmas spirit in Surrey's Wally Strip today. It is well known for being a tough neighbourhood, but today a group of volunteers making sure those living on the Strip are not forgotten. Kristen Robinson reports. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Going door to door on the Surrey Strip. Want a banana? Yes, I love bananas. From healthy snacks to gift bags. It's got to be special. They're worth it. Volunteers are bringing Christmas to this notorious stretch of 135A Street in Wally. These are our most lost and, and they deserve respect and kindness and, and love. It's definitely um, um, comforting, I guess you could say. You know, it gets pretty lonely out here. I used to uh, donate and whatnot, and now that I'm on the other side down here living here, it's, I have quite a new look. Outlook on the homeless community. Up to 130 people call a tent here home. This is just right down the street from Surrey Central, like a block. Some locals only recently waking up to the homeless sprawl. Aaron Schulte has watched grow for four years. It's doubled and tripled. I mean, there's just people everywhere. It's it's. This is probably the the, the worst I've I've seen it. Cheese or tuna. Schulte, who runs a pop-up soup kitchen says personal tragedy forced many of these people into homelessness and addiction. These people are somebody's daughters and brothers and dads and mums and I've got grandparents down here. There's you know there's there's people in all these tents and they're they're freezing cold. Hey brother, do you need a plate, my friend? When I heard about this I went, what a great way to give back. When you're down here, how do you feel? So humbly rewarded. Yeah, 
It's the best Christmas. This life is not just about us. It's, it's about making things better for others. Kristen Robinson, Global News. We're hearing tonight from a generous Langley businessman who decided to help after hearing about an emaciated dog. Handsome the Mastiff was found so badly neglected that he was seized by the SPCA. Jill Bennett now has the latest on how he's doing. There is a warning for you as well that this story does include some disturbing images. Hard to believe it's only been a couple of days since this Mastiff, now named Handsome, was seized by the SBCA. The dog was found on a property near Hope, starving, emaciated, and tethered on a heavy chain, surrounded by ice and snow. We don't know if he was getting, wasn't getting food. It's quite possible he just wasn't getting enough of it over a prolonged period of time. Veterinarian Adrian Walton has been treating Handsome, a dog that should weigh about 120 pounds. He weighs about 77. X-rays show he's eaten rocks, and his teeth are severely damaged from biting and pulling on a chain. We've got to remove a whole pile of broken teeth. All of those front incisors have to go. They're all broken. You can see here that we've got to get under control. Um, that's an old injury, here, but he's been just licking at it and licking at it out of sheer boredom. Even with the SPCA discount, the vet bills are adding up. That's where business owner Kyle Chester comes in. He heard about Handsome on Friday and decided on the spot to donate $4,200 to help cover the costs. We had the opportunity and someone answered the phone instead of getting put on hold before I had a customer call. So, you know, the stars aligned. I love animals. I grew up with dogs and we have cats now. If we're not caring... Uh, to the point of our, our best intention, then we're not doing a good job. I don't want to use Christmas Miracle too often because I already have once this month, but uh, oh, bless his heart. Now we just got to get him healthy, uh, get uh, about 10 pounds on him, and yeah, get those teeth and get some of that pain out of that mouth. Sadly, Handsome is one of thousands of animals rescued by the SBCA every year. His previous owners could be charged with animal cruelty. Those who have met the Mastiff say he's incredibly sweet, despite a past of neglect. Not only does he love other dogs, he's also befriended a sick cat. Jill Bennett, Global News. Great news. Still ahead tonight, how bad weather is affecting travelers in eastern Canada. And the strange sightings on the west coast last night, why some people on social media think what they saw were UFOs. We'll break that down for you. Plus, how leaked emails have forced the president of the Miss America pageant to resign. Back in just a moment. Good evening, I'm Susie Patrick in Global One above the Alex Fraser Bridge. A great option for your Saturday evening commute. You're looking good on Highway 91 north and southbound right across the bridge deck. No backups or delays on Nordell and moving nicely through the lights at 72nd. At White Spot Give and you shall receive. Purchase $50 in White Spot gift cards and get a $10 January bonus. Get your White Spot gift cards today. In Global One above the Alex Fraser Bridge, I'm Susie Patrick. Now, as we prepare for a possible white Christmas on the south coast, our friends in the east are being hit by back-to-back storms. Those planning to travel, the winter weather already causing headaches. Yay! It's a white Christmas. It's the time of year when people don't actually mind the cold weather because the freezing temperatures mean just one thing. 
snow. My son's 10 and he just wants a white Christmas. So we were happy when we woke up and we saw all the snow. It's going to be a really fun and beautiful day. When you saw the snow this morning, what was your first thought? So excited. So Christmassy, just lots of fun. It's really fun to play with. It feels like Christmas, but then you realize it is Christmas, so then you get in like a really good mood. But the best part for these thrill seekers... Sliding and bumps. Making the trek up the hill totally worth it. In the last 11 years, there have only been three white Christmases in the GTA, last year being one of them. But this year is going to be a special Christmas, according to Environment Canada. It's not just going to be a white Christmas, but there's going to be fresh snow coming down on the 25th. Well, we're seeing a couple of weather systems, not major ones, that are coming into the GTA in southern Ontario. It's what I call the perfect Christmas day. It's that Christmas card look. You've got the snow on the ground and you've got the snow in the air. What could be a better mood than than that kind of uh, pretty look? But not everyone is excited for the snow. Wanting to catch a flight home to Germany, this woman had doubts when she looked out her window this morning. Yeah, because of the weather, because it snowed uh, much yesterday, so I was concerned that it will be delayed or cancelled. For now, her flight is on time. But not everyone was as lucky. I've been here since like 5 a.m. My flight to here was cancelled. I was supposed to get home a lot earlier, and um, there's some stuff I was supposed to help my mom do. Now those plans have to wait. I'm just like kind of annoyed. But for those who are already in holiday mode, it's all about those outdoor activities that come with what Mother Nature gives this time of year. Erica Vella, Global News. Investigators are back at the mansion of Toronto billionaires Barry and Honey Sherman and question still on how they died. Forensic officers searching the sewers in the neighborhood looking for any possible clues. The founder of a pharmaceutical giant and his wife were found dead in their home on December the 15th. More than 6,000 people, including Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, attended the memorial service for the couple, which was held on Thursday. In the southern Philippines, at least 180 people have been killed. Dozens more are missing after a tropical storm triggered mudslides and flooding. Tropical storm Tembin buried entire villages and towns in mud and debris. At least 70,000 people have fled from their homes. A state of emergency now in place. Officials saying that there were warnings to leave ahead of this storm, but many residents decided to stay. Heartbreak at London Zoo today after a fire killed five animals. The fire started in one of the exhibits before spreading to a nearby gift shop. A nine-year-old aardvark named Misha died in the fire. Four meerkats were also killed. No word on what caused it. The zoo expected to reopen tomorrow. A massive scandal within the Miss America organization has forced the president to resign. Today it was announced that CEO Sam Haskell has After stepped down. After a huge outcry this morning... The it's chairperson also leaving. This comes in the wake of an investigation involving emails leaked to the Huffington Post alleging Haskell commented on a former pageant winner's sex life and her weight. More than 49 former contestants signed a petition calling for his resignation. Now, you may have seen a strange burst of light in the sky last night. And if you immediately assumed it was visitors from another planet, you were not the only ones. There's been intense speculation about what happened. But the reason behind it, not nearly as alien as you might think. Oh, my God. It's a meteorite. It lit up the night sky. Oh, so beautiful. From Hollywood to San Diego to Phoenix. Oh, my gosh. 
What is that? Oh my God. People wondering what in the world is that? It was weird. Two. Of course, One. we know now. Lift off. That was the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket blasting off on a mission to haul satellites into the Earth's orbit. But at the time, this, this is pretty bizarre. Folks out west freaked out. What was it? Is it a UFO? I thought it was some aliens coming into town. Have the divine finally arrived? It's an angel. Or could it be an attack? We're being invaded. SpaceX founder Elon Musk even jumped in, tweeting, nuclear alien UFO from North Korea. Nice troll, buddy. A spectacular show, high in the sky, illuminating our boundless ingenuity and our vivid imagination. See the UFO right there? Steve Patterson, yeah. NBC News, Los Angeles. That is nuts. All right, we've got an extra treat for you ahead of Christmas. Squire on at the weekend. I thought you meant this. <laughs> oh, he, thank you. <laughs> well, you got to keep your energy up. Choice. I know, I get through this with a bit of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for revealing that. Well, no, right. it's good. It's like, you know, I'm you a need fan it. of the Twix. It's good. Yeah, the Twix, Twix is, is good. It's a, it's a <laughs> fine choice. choice. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> so embarrassing. All right, we will talk sport in just a second. Right. But the weather, Yvonne, um, first of all, because I know people are really excited about snow. Yes, and yeah. the potential for a white Christmas. And what it's defined as by Environment Canada is uh, two centimeters of snowfall when we wake up on Christmas morning. And we could see that across Metro Vancouver. And if we really want something special, a perfect Christmas would be if we had snowfall two centimeters and snow falling for the morning. So we'll have to stay tuned. I wanted to show you some of the numbers, uh, what we saw today. It's been very chilly. Many spots into the interior, especially with the wind chill. We do have an Arctic outflow warning for the northern half of the province. We've got a snowfall warning for the islands. So I'll have some of the amount, those amounts coming up very shortly. And we're going to fine-tune this forecast of what we can anticipate, especially Christmas Eve and leading into our Christmas Day. All right. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. And I know there's the listeners on CKNW wondering what you were referring to. It's chocolate under my desk. But anyway. We'll oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. Her. Okay. Good <laughs> that you pointed them. that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. uh, tonight is the last night of NHL hockey before the Christmas breaks. The Canucks have a game this evening against the St. Louis Blues. We'll hear from the coach. He'll talk about what it takes to beat the Blues. Actually, the Blues have been struggling of late. Mm -hmm. Mind you, so have the Canucks. Ben Hutton is back in the lineup. We'll talk about that as well. And the Seahawks getting ready for a huge game against Dallas. All that is coming up. Brilliant. Looking forward to that too. Also, from a news point of view, Christmas, well, of course, isn't till Monday, but today also very special. If you're a fan of Seinfeld, you will know today is festive. Are we going to do a feats of strength later? <laughs> we should. Or an airing of grievances? <laughs> we should. We should okay. try. All right. And also, uh, ahead of that, how dozens of dogs from California are getting a new lease of life here in BC. Stay with us. Good evening, I'm Susie Patrick in Global One, above the Tuasson Ferries. And if you're traveling to Sports Bay, the 7 o'clock is almost 60% full. Heading to the 8 o'clock is about 35% full. And the 9 o'clock, we're already seeing almost half full. So make sure make yourself a reservation over the holiday season. Raising the roof sells toques to prevent homelessness and help ensure all Canadians have a safe and stable home. Buy a toque at RaisingTheRoof.org and prevent homelessness. In Global One, above the Tuasson Ferries, I'm Susie Patrick.
Welcome back. Well, video taken at a Dollarama store in Penticton is getting a lot of attention on social media, but it's all for the wrong reasons. It shows a verbal dispute between a store employee and a group of female customers. I didn't yeah, threaten really? to get anybody in the face. Oh, I did. Out of my face. I got in your face. Really? Not as close as it to be. Really? Now, in the video, the employee can be seen on the phone calling police. She says security told her that items were being knocked off a shelf. One of the customers accuses the employee of pushing past her and can be heard using several curse words. Then the employee fires back with a racial slur. Why don't you go back to the res? <laughs> well, the video has been viewed about 147,000 times. Comments online condemning both the employee and the group of customers for the way they behaved. A spokesperson for Dollarama saying the employee no longer works for the company. Dozens of dogs are getting used to a Canadian winter after being flown into Cranbrook last week from an overcrowded shelter in California. Nitu Garcha now explains why. One by one, dogs, some a little frightened, being unloaded from the plane. 32 of them airlifted from wildfire-ravaged Southern California to B.C. in search of new forever homes. This is unprecedented as far as a, a big rescue of 32 dogs coming together in nine days, actually. Most of the dogs now staying at a Cranbrook kennel. It looks busy here, but it's nothing compared to the overcrowded shelters they left in Ventura County and Long Beach. They're at more than double capacity. The initiative has bred a lot of community support, from donations to volunteers making the airlift possible. Leading the pack is animal lover Carla Shally. I knew that obviously animals were going to be affected, and, and I'm an animal person. I own a pet care facility, and I just thought the shelters down there would be inundated. Shally says she knew she had to pounce on an opportunity to help after watching coverage of the devastating wildfires in the U.S. All the dogs that we brought up were already in the shelter prior to the, to the fires happening, but what my motivation was was opening up some spots to help those shelters to relieve a little bit of pressure. So Shally sniffed out a strategy. She says she debated renting a van and driving down to Ventura County until she connected with the U.S.-based Wings of Rescue charity and the Calgary-based Barks Dog Rescue Service. This relationship was very easy as far as the paperwork. They both knew what was necessary as far as getting dogs over the border and flying up. And although it's been a rough few months, nine dogs have already been adopted out and staff are hounding for homes for the rest. We're trying to deal with the rescues as soon as possible and we'll try and find them homes as soon as we can. Nitu Garcha, Global News. In health matters today, the holiday season obviously can be a pretty stressful time with lots to prepare for Christmas and the New Year. Now a therapist is offering three tips for a fun and stress-free season. We're just more vulnerable at this time of year for our emotions to become distorted and to go into overdrive. So I think it's important to plug out, um, stop looking at social media feeds, at least for a good portion of the day, and spend time doing the things you really love to do and really be present. Wherever you are, be there for those moments. Most of the fun, psychologically speaking, is actually looking forward to something. That's why the lead up to Christmas, I think, got longer and longer and longer and longer because people love it so much that they stretched out the lead up so that they could enjoy the lead up and then the event itself was kind of meh, you know, especially afterwards. So I think it's good to plan something fun for January so that you don't feel such a drop off um, after the holidays and you have something to look forward to. 
I avoid making re uh, New Year's resolutions and I, I advise people not to make them because it's too, again, it's too much pressure, it's too much buildup, all centered onto one time of the year. Instead, it's better to make small but manageable goals that occur throughout the year and to Im implement small changes into your life on a daily basis. Interesting. Right, Yvonne, it's got your Christmas forecast coming up next. And also ahead on the news hour, Apple facing a major backlash after admitting that it is or was slowing down its older model iPhones. Stay with us for that. All right, welcome back. Let's uh, get your weather che check now with our meteorologist Yvonne Schaal. And uh, I'm sure you're going to be talking about the, the snow a fair bit today. Yes, yeah, so we're keeping a close eye, especially those who are making any plans and commuting for the early morning hours on Christmas Day. I'll have more on that in just a moment. What we are seeing this evening, it's been fantastic. A fair bit of sunshine today. It was on the chilly side and we'll continue to hang on to those cool temperatures over the next few days. We've dipped down to minus two as the current temperature out of the airport with a northerly wind at six kilometers per hour. High today, though, we managed to still bump up close to three degrees for most areas. Average for this time of the year sits at five. Several birthday and anniversary announcements this evening. A belated uh, birthday announcement to Margaret Patco from Abbotsford, who celebrated 100 yesterday. So happy belated birthday to you. A happy birthday this evening to Margaret, Margaret Schneider from Abbotsford, celebrating 100. Happy birthday to Flo Barber from Cumberland, celebrating 100. And happy birthday to John Bannerman from Comox Valley, celebrating 103. So congratulations to all of you and a very happy anniversary this evening. A belated one to Alvy and Ingrid Covarola from Burnaby, who celebrated 71 years yesterday. So congratulations, and I hope you had a wonderful day. Here's what we're looking back to the forecast. Some of our numbers were at minus 9 for Whistler, minus double digits for the interior Cranbrook with a current temperature of minus 21, minus 23 for Prince George, and for coastal sections near Prince Rupert, currently sitting at minus 1. We do have the ingredients for a white Christmas across the, the south coast, and the reason being is we've got this Arctic air that's in place, and we've got moisture with the next frontal system that is pushing in. Right now, the following areas in purple, we do have an Arctic outflow warning in effect with the windshield feeling closer to minus 20. Following areas in white for the northern and western sections of the island, a snowfall warning where you could see up to 10 centimeters locally. Inland sections will see some of the higher amounts. And western sections of the island could see some rain mixed with snow, but there is the potential for a significant amount of snowfall inland sections. Now, as the system starts to push its way across the island and for Metro Vancouver, the amounts are going to be variable, but we could see any anywhere between two and up to four centimeters. And the takeaway from this is that the bulk of the moisture and snow is going to fall Saturday overnight for us as we get in towards our Christmas, or rather Christmas Eve tomorrow, in towards our Christmas morning. So you will want to have some extra time for your morning commute. It is going to taper off quite quickly on our Sunday, but we're hoping to see a few flurries or flakes flying through the air on our Christmas morning. For the piece tomorrow, minus 18, chilly and dry over the next three days. Most areas for Whitehorse will be up to minus 12. 20 tomorrow. Chilly for northern half of the province. Coastal sections at one. Inland sections is where we've got an Arctic outflow warning. 
Caribou in Central Interior, a high of minus 15, dry for your Christmas Day. Similar for the Columbia and Kootenai, Christmas Day with a high of only minus 6, but underneath a partly cloudy sky. Thompson, Okanagan, a very slight chance to see an isolated flurry late day Sunday and in towards your Christmas Day. And for Whistler, we could see that snow developing as early as the evening hours for Christmas Eve and a few isolated flurries for our Christmas Day. Snowfall warning is for the northern and western sections of the island so far. Victoria will also get brushed by some snow. And Metro Vancouver so far calling anywhere between 2 and up to 4 centimeters, taking us in towards our Christmas Day. But stay tuned as we uh, progress throughout the next 24 to 36 hours. But we're hoping, fingers crossed, for a white Christmas. Sonia. Absolutely. Cross your legs and fingers and everything. All right. Thank you very much. Now, the wave of backlash continues to rise after tech giant Apple admitted to purposely slowing down its iPhones. That's after an American teenager made the discovery. An international tech giant cornered by a PSA on Reddit. After thousands of views and shares, the notion that Apple could be deliberately slowing down our iPhones took the internet by storm. Less than two weeks after the initial post, a statement from Apple admitting TechFire's discovery was correct. And this is the new battery that I replaced it with. TechFire is 17-year-old Tyler Barney, who taught himself how to take apart his iPhone after he noticed his newer model was slower than his brother's older one. He tried replacing the battery, and it worked. Just to make sure it wasn't placebo, I ran some tests with the old battery and the new battery, and the old battery was about half as fast as the new battery. Tyler discovered a recent iOS update that keeps the phone from shutting itself off came at a cost. He says, and Apple confirms, battery technology just can't keep up, so they must slow the phones down. It's just outdated by this point. Our phones are becoming as fast as our computers, if not faster, and we need a power source to continue to provide for that. Now a class action lawsuit has been filed alleging Apple withheld this information for more sales. But Tyler says that wasn't the point of his post. I posted there to try and help people out. While Tyler says he does wish Apple had shared this side effect with its users, it doesn't dull his admiration for the tech giant. I'm still very much a fan of Apple. You're going to invent us a new battery? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to if I could. They're probably going to offer him a job. Now, hopefully the Blues won't leave the Canucks feeling blue at their home game tonight. Squire will be breaking all of that down for us and the rest of today's sports. That is next. Okay. All right, welcome back. Uh, Squire in for Barry today. And lots yes. Of sport. What? Lots of sports <laughs> yes, we have and that. other things that we chat about. Well, yes, but we, I, will, I will fill it with sports. <laughs> I will fill your stocking with sports. Oh, yes, please. The gift of sports. <laughs> uh, since Bo Horvat got hurt, the Vancouver Canucks have figuratively been playing the Blues. Tonight, they literally play the Blues. St. Louis is here for the final game before the Christmas break. The uh, Canucks lost the Blues in November and overtime when they were much healthier than they are now. Actually, they blew a two-goal lead in that game. But this is the end of a four-game Western Canadian road trip for St. Louis, and they haven't looked too good on it. They have lost to Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton so far. But for the Canucks to keep the Blues' losing streak going, they will need a big effort. Our 200-foot game is going to have to be really solid tonight uh, against this group, not just uh, from a defensive standpoint, but to, uh, to create offense against this team, you've got to be willing to, to go to the hard areas. They've got a, a really good decor, 
and uh, we got to find a way to make them defend. Canucks are going to go with seven defensemen tonight, meaning some wingers are going to double shift. Alex Biega might move from the blue line to forward at a couple of times in this game. This move also means the guy smiling beside me, Ben Hutton, will be smiling because he gets to play. He sat out the last two games. He wasn't hurt. The coaches felt he needed to get a reset into his game after going minus six in his last five outings. I think he agreed with me that his game had slipped a bit. And uh, when you sit out a bit or for a couple games, it's funny what that'll do to to a player and his psyche and his energy level and his compete level. It it always seems to, to rise, and you hope that's the case here. All right, let's go to Brooklyn. Soggy Brooklyn, Barclays Center. Won't be the home of the Islanders forever. Thankfully, they'll get a new arena pretty soon. In a few years, anyway. Matthew Barzell. Burnaby Winter Club grad. Coquitlam boy. One of the top rookies in the NHL. In fact, he's one point behind Brock Besser when it comes to rookie scoring. More of an assist guy so far this year, but today he got three. This one puts it in off Tyler Myers. That was his second of the game. Looking for his first hat trick. I kind of think Barzell had that in mind. Put it into the crowd in front and see if he get the right carom. This would be the third goal. The natural hat trick. As the Islanders win it 5-2 against the Winnipeg Jets. Number 13 getting three. Give that guy a hat. Give him a lot if you like. Okay, the Vegas Golden Knights are great at home. There is such thing as a Vegas flu. Teams go into Vegas and, I don't know, something happens. They don't seem to be ready for the games. Alex Tuck scoring there to give the Golden Knights a 1-0 lead in the first period. Then, it's a 4-on-2 against the Capitals. And the Knights finish it with an Oscar Lindbergh goal. They have scored another late in the second period. Vegas looks like it might win again at home. 3-0 over Washington. To Rogers Place. There's a lot of Rogers across this country. Rogers Center, Rogers Arena, Rogers Place. Oilers playing a bit better of late. Have Montreal in town. The first goal you just saw, Ryan Strom. 1-0. Now watch Connor McDavid. Along the boards. Finds a good shooting area. And then let's go the wrist shot. And that gets to the back of the net. 2-0 now. For the men in orange. And then McDavid. You know who's had a good season this year? Milan Lucic. Finds an open spot on the power play. Dreisaitl gets in the puck. Third period. Edmonton leading 3-1 over Montreal. Well, we said Vegas is great at home. In the NHL, the Raptors are great at home in the NBA. DeMar DeRozan and the Raptors with Philadelphia in town. Second straight against the 76ers. DeRozan for three. The big man from Australia, Ben Simmons, gets this alley-oop, but he only had 10 points. Serge Ibaka had 17 for the Raptors. They had a good second quarter. They led 55-46 at the half as Kyle Lowry hits a three. When DeRozan has had multiple three-pointers and he had four today, they are 8-2. and two. He had 29 points. Toronto's now won 10 straight at home. They are 12-1 and one on the home court. All right, coming up after we take a little break here, We're going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. They can't let this happen anymore this year if they want to make the playoffs. 
talked about it a lot this week, but the Seattle Seahawks are in a rather unfamiliar position of being outside the playoffs with a couple of games to go, and they can still get in the party, but they can't have any more collapses like they did against the Rams last week. They have no more mulligans left. Seattle has to overcome all of its injuries and overcome the Dallas Cowboys, who have Ezekiel Elliott back from suspension tomorrow to keep the playoff dream alive, as Chanel tells us, in the red zone. The Hawks' only chance these days for a win relies on Russell Wilson's play. He's accounted for 90% of Seattle's offensive touchdowns, a mind-boggling stat in itself, and he can also make plays with his legs. But the offensive line continues to struggle. That unit is tied for third when it comes to allowing quarterback hits 108 this season. That's almost eight per game. Once the best defense in the NFL, the Hawks have fallen on hard times. In their last three losses, they've allowed an average of 35 points a game, causing some team friction. Now last week, Todd Gurley racked up 152 yards, scored four times in just two and a half quarters. The bottom line is a lost Sunday, and the Seahawks are eliminated from playoff contention. But just a side note, Seattle has not lost three straight since 2011. Zeke Elliott is back after serving a six-game suspension. He leads all running backs this season, averaging 98 yards through eight games. Now he goes up against a run defense ranked 17th and falling fast. In their last two losses, the Seahawks have allowed 400 total yards on the ground. Now, if Elliott is able to expose that unit, Dallas keeps its playoff hopes alive. The Cowboys have won three straight with the defense leading the way, giving up just 41 total points in those games and causing seven turnovers along the way. Expect Demarcus Lawrence, who sits third in the NFL with 13 and a half sacks, to be in Russell Wilson's kitchen all day long. Now the Cowboys average just over two sacks per game. Dallas is favored by five and has covered in seven of the last nine meetings versus Seattle. This program is brought to you by Mr. Lube, Canada's number one quick lube, now offering same-day tire services. No appointment needed. Mm, Joe Flacco's in a good mood these days, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore with playoff aspirations. This helps. Nice long drive. Chris Moore gets it down to the six-yard line, sets up a Michael Campanero touchdown. Flacco had no blemishes, a couple of TD passes today against Indianapolis, although the Colts did give them a pretty good run. Here's his second touchdown pass to Max Williams. That made it 23-13. Seven points down, fourth and ten, last chance. Colts looking for T.Y. Hilton. No, knocked away. If Baltimore beats Cincinnati next week, they are guaranteed a playoff spot. And now to the Premier League, where Man City still hasn't lost this year. The only blemish on their record, one draw. Sergio Aguero. Yes, that is not offside. That's a good bingo. That's his 100th goal at Etihad Stadium. Three in the second half for Man City. Raheem Sterling. That's number 16 of the year for him. 2-0, Man City over Bournemouth. 79th minute, Aguero gets his second of the match. This would be a 4-0 final for Man City. 
They are 13 points up on Manchester United, who tied Leicester today. 2-2, Leicester got a late goal. Harry Kane. Could he be the big hero at the World Cup next year for your country? This is my country now. Okay. Okay, my old country. Your yeah, old possibly, country. possibly. Okay, it was a good answer. That's a very good answer. Thank you. Did I pass? But you do have you do have a, a team to cheer for at the World Cup. Yes. Yes. Anyway, Harry Kane was very Harry Kane-like. Had three in this game between Tottenham and Burnley. Kane and strongly. 36 goals in Premier League in 2017. That ties Alan Shearer for most ever. So Kane, very much the sniper for both Tottenham and perhaps for England as well. There Maybe you go. for England. Brilliant. Thanks very much for the sco- that, Squire. You're welcome. You make a good stocking for them. All right, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Here's a look at your conditions on the mountain. Whistler Black, home with a base of 160. Grouse, a base of 190. Cypress at the base of 206. And Revelstoke with two new centimeters of snow and a base of 148. Manning Park with five new centimeters of snow and a base of 77. Powder King, a base of 153. Sasquatch, a base of 188. Big White with a base of 148. Silver Star, a base of 132. Sun Peaks, a base of 118. And Apex with six new centimeters of snow and a base of 103. All right, finally tonight, if you're a fan of the sitcom Seinfeld, you will know that today is Festivus. A Festivus for the rest of us! <laughs> and at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> That's right. There's just a poll. In the infamous episode, it's the idea that comes up from character Frank, Frank Constanza. It has to be the airing of grievances where you force your guests to listen to all the time they disappointed you this year. Not a bad idea. And the feats of strength where you wrestle each other after dinner. The episode first aired December 18th, 1997, which makes today the 20th anniversary. And apparently the person who wrote the episode, their father was also a television writer, and they really did have a Festivus in their family. That's unbelievable. They actually did. They actually did. That's why he wrote the episode. That's crazy, isn't Airing it? out your grievances and having a wrestle. And having a wrestle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, completely different to the way we will celebrate in a couple of days. Thanks.